Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. Joining me this week... I mean, I don't know if he wants a special intro like he used to do, or uh, if he's got anything up his sleeve. I'll keep it short and sweet. I am the king of the juice box, the bringer of beats, the one and only DJ Orange Man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome back, DJ Orange Man. It has been... I mean, I mean, this is your regular season appearance. You are a season regular. That was like, we learned about that was an issue in the first one. <laughs> uh, we are now doing it live again. And uh, what better way to start it off than our headline of the week? It's a big one. It's a big headline of the week. Yuji Naka went on Twitter and was like, hey, everybody, I'm back. And we're like, what do you mean you're back? I just sued Square Enix. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. You just did what? Yeah. Yuji Naka, who famous as he was the director of Ballad Wonderworld, and also a lot of previous Sonic titles. He, on Twitter, he posted this all on Twitter. He said that he was removed from Ballad Wonderworld's development six months before its completion. And because of that decision, he sued Square Enix. That's why we kind of haven't heard anything from him at all these past while since the game released. Because he was busy suing them. Holy shit. <laughs> the court case... Is now over. It is over. It's, uh, but he will, he has not disclosed uh, how it was resolved. Um, so we do not know what. Uh, the post was posted on Thursday. He apologized to fans who bought Ballad Wonderworld, which he described as unfinished, which the game is. The game is not great. And when the game came out, a lot of us were like, man, another Yuji Naka classic after all that stuff. Uh, those later Sonic games that he directed. Turns out he, uh, he, <laughs> he had no part of that. This was all Square. <laughs> this is not a Yuji Naka disaster. This is a Square Enix disaster. Um, the one issue that caused conflict, there were a couple issues that caused the conflict. Well, like multiple department heads wanted him like off of this project because he did certain things, including, so uh, during development, Naka said, sit, c- citing court documents, was a promotion that used a YouTuber's piano arrangement uh, of music from Ballad Wonderworld instead of the original composition. Naka said he insisted that the original be released. The second issue was a disagreement with Azrest, the game's developer, over the quality of the game. Naka said he made comments to Azrest about improvements to Ballad Wonderworld and bug fixes that were not addressed, leading to a ruined, in quotations, relationship with Azrest. So Yuji Naka wanted this game to be good, but... It's a lot of fucking things between Square and Azrest. Azrest fucking developed an awful game. They should have listened to Yuji Naka uh, after all. But this is crazy that this kind of just came out out of the blue. No one was expecting it. What do you? What are your kind of thoughts on this? Uh it's kind of bizarre. Honestly, it kind of it's. Kind of some similar situation that happened with uh, 2K and um, and who was it? Ukes, I think, where Ukes kind of pulled out on them. Like, Ooh. or no, it was not Ukes. Um, one of the v- developers of like the Data E game, not like a couple of years back, and it was super glitchy. They kind of oh yeah yeah yeah. They dumped like the whole thing onto uh, 2K and their 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 development studio. And they kind of they released a completely un, unfinished product. Oh my! So it's kind of like that situation. So uh, well, now we we now know the truth, and now <laughs> I'm sure that there are a few people kind of digging to see what the exactly the resolution is, if it has been, if anybody else has said anything. I'm sure people on the internet are going to find out what what even happened. Like, what was the decision? I'm sure that Yuji Naka is not going back to Square to work on any projects from them anymore. 
God, God. God. <laughs> holy fucking shit just fucking dude yuji naka you know what props to yuji naka for just being like you know what i'm just gonna sue you guys yeah <laughs> i don't blame him at all honestly god i would assume I'm, I'm kind of hoping he won this because six months of like you know probably not getting paid on a game you should at least get that payment yeah yeah absolutely god. wow it's <laughs> crazy to think uh but that's that's the big story that came out like close to the end of this week which is nuts it's <laughs> so nuts that that even happened uh but uh, taking a look at what else happened this week it's time for us to dive into the week in review covering news from the world of video games tcg and board games this is the week in review and to kick it off uh we had some games come out this past week uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is, uh, it looks, it's a triple A game. Boy, does it look boring. Not gonna lie, it looks extremely boring. And that's, I'm not trying to diss the Vampire the Masquerade series, but man, Blood Hunt does not look like a good Battle Royale. Uh, we also got the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, putting the Stanley Parable essentially on now on everything instead of just it being on the PC. And uh, which means I'm sure that they read. I'm kind of hoping they redid that achievement. That is, don't play the game in like I think it's like ten years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like legit, legit, like the tr that achievement was like just available either this past year or this year. It was like finally obtainable. Good lord! <laughs> for those people who were actually like going for like the earliest you could have gotten it, uh, and of course. The big release that came out today, day of recording, Nintendo Switch Sports. And I I was playing a little bit earlier today. Gotta say, okay, for one, bowling is just as good as I remember. It's just, bowling is just as good. It's the best sport on there. Not gonna lie. My my brother is contemplating to pick up a switch just for that. It's it's a good it's a good reason. It's I mean it's <laughs> it's a decent reason to get a switch. There's a, a lot of other games, but you know what? Nintendo Switch Sports honestly does what Wii Sports did, and it's it's just a good a nice good quick party game. Yeah. Uh, bowling is good. Tennis is good. You just gotta get reused to it with like the Switch controls because you can do a lot more with instead of just the. Uh, <laughs> swinging so swinging with the the fucking um Wiimote. uh badminton is good as well chamber chambra like i prefer Wii sports sword fighting over chambra but it's not bad volleyball and soccer volleyball is really much more of a timing mini game than anything uh whereas the better your timing is the better chances you'll have of winning that rally and soccer the 1v1 is better than the 2v2 simply because of the smaller field. But soccer is eh. Uh, that's kind of my initial review of Nintendo Switch Sports that <laughs> I will uh, give. But it's good. It, it's uh, The online mode is really cool. The bowling, uh, like each one of them has like its own like unique uh, online game. Like you play up against like 16 up to 15 other people in bowling online and it's like a knockout elimination as the inning as the frames go on which is really cool oh, i won cool. I, i'm currently one and oh on my online bowling matches nice i have been i'm the grand winner i got a, a score of 159 because <laughs> i i figured <laughs> i figured out how to get i figured out how to manipulate the strikes in the game so it's is uh only a matter of time before i am goaded at boiling Nice. Now make sure make sure to put the wrist straps on and make yes. sure there's no no dogs in the room because there's yes. a story in that. Oh God, what's the story? Okay, well, first time mom and I were playing uh, we we sports bowling. Yeah, uh, she smacked the dog with the the Wii <gasps> note. No, not the dog. Oh well, yeah, the poor doggo got in the way and oh, oh my God, <laughs> it was kind of sad, but it happened. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, also, the thing I do want to note about the the Nintendo Switch um, straps, 
They're they're so different. Like I I, I you there's a locking mechanism mechanism on the straps. Make sure that you unlock it before trying to just jam it on. Well, yeah. Because because <laughs> I I did that. I'm just stupid because I'm like, how do you get it off now? <laughs> and it was, I did I did the same thing my first time with a switch. So yeah, uh, this is also like the first time in like eons that i've actually put on the wrist strap for the switch because <laughs> i've never had to like it's either going in like the controller socket that or it's just staying stationary on the switch there's like yeah. one game that i like i actually held it free for which was mario odyssey because uh you know speedy boys yes uh switch sports it's pretty good if it goes on sale, definitely pick it up. If, if it goes on sale, because it's it's not like a full AAA game. It's not the whole like eighty bucks Canadian. It's only like fifty Canadian. But like if if it goes on sale, definitely get it on sale because it'll be much more worth it. I feel like this could have been a game that they could have made if you get the expansion pa- pass for for the Switch. They should have included this. I think yeah. doing that would have been a huge. It would have been. They would have made more money off of it that way, I think. Because that a lot more been... people would have upgraded because of that. Yeah, that would have made it totally worth it right there. Because then you're finally you're getting that, you're getting the Animal Crossing, the 64, the Genesis, and the Mario Kart tracks. Yeah. I think that is a good deal. And they're only gonna add more onto that. But that is the like that would be the best thing I think Nintendo could have done. Agreed. <laughs> but that's that's just my thoughts. <laughs> anyway, in the world of gaming news. Um, starting off with Call of Duty news, we have confirmed reports, or it's been confirmed what the next Call of Duty mainline game is. It's Modern Warfare 2, re- the remat- a remaster. Uh, it's set for later this year. Uh, sequel of the Modern Warfare 1 remaster. Or reboot, I guess. I never, play- never played the original, so... N- neither have I. I played Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 1. And that's but, it. Yeah. I played all pretty I much played. all the Black Ops. Is all, it's all I've played so far. Uh, it's more Call of Duty news. Uh, we actually got some anti-cheat news, which is very fitting. Which goes back to the first live episode when we talked about this with Nick Rule. So they've implemented a new measure uh, to thwart their cheaters, making legitimate players invisible to the cheaters. So Ricochet, which is the anti-cheat software... They've had this tool since February, but now it's like starting to get like rolled out to the masses. Essentially, if a cheater is shooting at a legitimate non-hacking player, they will go invisible. The cheater then has no clue where they're shooting at, giving the legitimate player a free kill. And uh, so the only time uh, they'll, it'll actually be them shooting a real person and they'll actually see their target is if it's another cheater. <laughs> uh, now then again this could easily get broken even more because uh, the anti-cheat software that call of duty has has their source code was leaked so ac- accidentally leaked mind you but still it's will this do a much who knows it'll probably get some of the cheaters but like some of them are gonna find their ways around this Disney announced Disney Dreamlight Valley, a new sim game that will be free to play next year. It's got a plethora of Disney and Pixar characters. You're basically like, hey, this world's full of thorns and doom and gloom. I'm going to fix this up and then all the Disney characters are going to be my friend. <laughs> and that's 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 the plot of the game that I gathered. You can farm. You it's basically and it's basically a sim game just with Disney characters, and it's free to play. So I don't know how I feel about that part because I feel like it'll just be, hey, you want to do some farming? Well, if you plant these carrots and then you pay us some gems, you can get them right now. <laughs> it's some Sega news. Sega is delisting a couple of games from everywhere. Sonic the Hedgehog one. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic CD, they're all getting delisted in May. This is because of Sonic Origins uh, basically becoming the new way to get those games. So you can still get the games, you can purchase them, get them in your libraries, wherever, but basically they'll be delisted after that. Um, Because Sonic Origins will be the new definitive way to play. There are some exceptions. The Sega Ages Enhanced port on the Switch is going to stay uh, for Sonic Adventure for Sonic Two, and also Sonic Two on the Genesis Expansion Pass 
for the Nintendo Switch is also staying. Uh, but other, aside from those few exceptions, everything else is getting yeeted, yeeted out of here. The good news is I got physical copies of all of those. Perfect. I hey. mean, Sonic, or- Sonic Origins is going to add like a lot of stuff too. So yeah. like remix modes and all that stuff. So honestly, it's not the worst move. Honestly, it makes sense for Sega to do this in a sense because you're you're getting more games. They'll, when it goes on sale, you'll get it for a really good value most likely. So yeah, you got that. Uh, we got a delayment news in the movie side of things. The Super Mario Brothers movie has been delayed to spring 2023, which isn't as bad because it was set up for holiday this year. So it's getting moved essentially three, four months. That's not that bad. That's that's not that bad. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I, I think I it could be it could be I I I, I want to see a trailer for this movie. I've said that before. I want to see a trailer for this movie so I know what to think. Because yeah, I do no not doubt. know what to think. <laughs> all I know, all I can think about is Seth Rogen go <laughs> banana. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> monkey. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> we got some Blizzard gaming news. Diablo Immortal, their new mobile game, is now coming to PC uh, when it releases in June. Because they're like, hey, people are going to emulate this anyway to play it on PC. Let's just release it on PC, too. And so now they are. But it's still a mobile game for Diablo. I don't know. I never got into Diablo, so it's eh. I've tried, but no. We got an update to Artisan Artisan Builds. That good old PC company where the CEO said, you're not big enough of a streamer to get a PC, so we're going to give it away to somebody else. And then the entire internet was like, hey... That's really scubby. Fuck you. And then they lost all their uh, people that were sponsoring them and a lot more. And the company went under. They have now officially filed for bankruptcy. Uh, and they have, it, uh, according to the reports, they have an estimated of $1.3 million in unfulfilled orders. The bankruptcy notices are being delivered now. And a creditor meeting is scheduled for May 16th. Uh, how, how humbling it is to see... A fuck karma, fucking karma. Just hey, hey. fuck. You could have avoided this if you just were like, okay, cool. Let's give you like, the no, PC. No issues. Uh, no, you like for, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Who'd have thought? Fuck <laughs> karma, man. Karma. Go big, <laughs> big, big karma. That's for sure. Bethesda, they've released a full instruction list on how to migrate your games uh, from their launcher over to Steam since the Bethesda launcher will be officially dead on May 11th. Now, you can still migrate after the fact, after May 11th, if you haven't done it, like, yet. Uh, but uh, you can migrate, you'll be, you're not able to migrate your games over to Steam because, you know, the Bethesda launcher is gone. It did not last. I mean, it's honestly better this way. We don't need 17 launchers for all these different games. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like, what is there? There's Steam Epic. There's the Rockstar launcher. There's the CD Projekt Red launcher. There's so many. There's too many. There's a, is, I think there's a Ubisoft and an EA one as well. Yeah, I, I do believe so, yeah. I think there's one for Square. God, there's too many. Like, just simplify it. It should. There should be two. It should be Steam and Epic. That should be it. There shouldn't be any more than that. Yeah. Like it's getting ridiculous. It's kind of funny. It's uh, kind of the reverse of like the Netflix effect right now, mm. where there's so so many like streaming services, but Netflix is the one that's going like uh, pretty much go under because of their shitty practices. Yeah, that, that, the whole I don't, the, the whole Netflix thing right now is kind of just ooh. I'm like watching. I'm gonna watch this from a distance to see what exactly is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, probably the biggest story for streamers like us this week. Twitch is under huge fire right now after a Bloomberg report uh, has surfaced cover uh, with some. Essentially, details on like some talks that are going on right now. Nothing is confirmed. It's just kind of in the talking phase. They may not. They may happen. They may not happen. But currently, Twitch is looking for some monetization tweaks. And among the options that are being considered is a pay cut for some of the higher paid partners, reducing their revenue cut for subscriptions from seventy percent to fifty percent. 
Um, now, granted, this isn't going to affect like streamers like Ms. Kiff or Q- XQC, um, but it, it, for like it's more of those middle class part middle class partners who do have this. That would be, you know. But again, these are just talks. Nothing is set in stone. They may also be introducing various tiers of partnership with different rates and requirements. Um, to soften the blow, it's also been uh, suggested that partners may have exclusivity rights uh, lifted, uh, letting them stream on YouTube, Facebook Gaming, or anywhere else as well. Again, though, these are all talks. Hard to say when... Um, I believe it was like allegedly happening in like the summer, according to when talks are supposed to end and like they want to have something implemented. But again, these are just talks. Um, in our weekly Fortnite news of who got added to the roster, Sakura <laughs> and Blanca from Street Fighter have been added. I was going to say, just just add everyone to Fortnite. It's going to happen anyways. <laughs> Yo, when am I getting added to Fortnite, Epic? Yeah, when, when am I going to be on there? <laughs> I want an orange mag character on there like right you, now. You, you put Pokemane in there, put us in there. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon doesn't even play Fortnite that much. I'll play. I'll, I'll exclus. I will exclusively play Fortnite if you put me in that game. No cap. I do the same. Yeah. No absolutely. Cap. <laughs> no cap. You're, if you're gonna fucking buy my soul, but yeah, I expect like a good portion of the cuts if you ever were to do that. Uh, we got a new roadmap for Halo Infinite. Uh, some targets specifically. It looks like online co-op in August, and a Forge mode beta. In September, I still think it's a little too little, too late for that game. Halo Infinite, the uh, we might see a small resurgence for the people who who have been waiting for co-op, but they they need to fix a lot of other things still with that game, especially with the multiplayer stuff. We got a Final Fantasy news piece here. They've made a new statue that could be yours for the low, low price of twelve thousand dollars. That's U.S., I believe. $12,000 American dollars. And you could be one of the 600 people to own the latest edition of the Masterline series. Um, as an example, there was an earlier statue that was released for Final Fantasy IX. That cost about $1,000. So this statue, which is pretty big, is uh, Tara, Brand- Tara Branford riding atop a hulking Magitech armor mech uh, as seen in Final Fantasy VI. That is the giant statue that is $12,000. And there's only 600 out there. So if you got $12,000 lying around and you're a fan of Final Fantasy, this could be for you. And lastly, while it's not video game news, it is kind of big. Elon Musk has officially bought Twitter. Oh. <laughs> it happened. Yep. <laughs> the elongated muskrat has bought Twitter. Oh, the first tweet I put out, as soon as I found that out, I said, if this place turns into a cesspool again, I am dipping. <laughs> I I am exiting Twitter. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. I, I It's, it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens. It's it's a little scary. Yeah. I, I, you see, I don't, I don't know, though. Like, I feel like is I feel like not much can change. Like you can't really change much. And he because he he's wants more like of the free of like being able to state your mind. Obviously, there's going to be like limits to that because you can't just tweet the n word if you're a white guy. You shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to. And if you, I think Elon does need to realize that too. Yeah. And besides, I feel like I feel like Twitter. You're mostly on there. The people you follow are make up your feed. So your Twitter is kind of personalized to you anyway. That's not going to change much for a lot of people. Yeah. It's really going to change for those who are, who get all their politics from Twitter, I feel. Yeah. But aside from that, people who just go on there for video game news or to look at the streamers that they follow, I don't think you're going to see much change to that. Probably not. Like, I I, uh, left. Twitter once before because like my first run on there I would follow pretty much everyone that followed me and it just became a huge mistake my my mental health was was like through the roof so I came back and I said the first thing I said was I'm just gonna follow the people I want to follow and that's it 
Yeah, that's I'm what I only, do. I'm following maybe like maybe 90 accounts. Even that's, that's a bad. little much. That's not know. bad. Like I'm following maybe two to three hundred, but most of those are people I know. Other most of those are people I know. Most of them are gaming outlets like gaming brands or like gaming news outlets. A few of them are people I work with. A few of them are politics because I work in news kind of got to stay up to date on some of that shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like the, it's like the safe stuff. So like global CTV, CBC, all that stuff. Yeah. A lot of those I had to unfollow just because of the comments. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't read the comments. I just go, I'm just like, what's the <laughs> article? Cool. Let's, move on i'm not yeah. gonna i'm not gonna look at comments looking at comments on a news site on twitter bro oh, bad bad <laughs> bad decision there very That's, bad decision yeah yeah uh, but yeah uh that was what twitter just did or elon just did i guess uh moving on into the world of tcg uh in pokemon Pokemon Go, we know that those TCG sets are releasing this summer in waves, starting July 1st. We actually got some cards revealed for that set. Uh, the artwork of the cards is will be expected. It's, it's either one of two things that you're most likely going to see. Either, you know the Pokemon Go map? It'll be Pokemon like on that like map from, in like the app, kind of like that. Or it'll be Pokemon in the real world. Like you have a, a Snorlax card that was revealed of Snorlax sleeping in front of somebody's house. Or Pikachu walking with uh, a, a person. That's that's what the cards look like. And we also got the first big card, Mewtwo V-Star. Uh, to kick off the new V-Star mechanics as well. And of course, Astral Radiance. That comes out May 27th. So we are getting close to the Astral Radiance uh, coming out. In Yu-Gi-Oh, starting, you know, let's start with the other stuff first. Tactical Masters comes out June 10th. The Legendary Duelist Season 3 Collectible Dice on June 24th. Power of the Elements, August 5th. And a new structure deck, Legend of the Crystal Beast, on August 18th. Now, for Master Duel, we got a new ban list revealed for the game that's going to kick off early May. Holy fucking shit, is it garbage? Now, now, I'm not saying that because, you know, it affects everything I play. No, it maybe affects one thing that I play. Oh my god, is this the worst ban list ever? You're no, they're not even banning any cards. Nothing is getting forbidden in the game. Two cards are getting limited to one, which is an Eldritch card. It's not even a good Eldritch card. And, oh, I don't even remember what the other one was that's getting limited to one. And then the things that are getting getting limited to two, they don't do much. One of them is a good... One of them, only one limit is good. And that one limit is um, DD Dynamite getting limited to two. Because there is a deck going around that bots can... That you can program a bot to use that just OTKs you. And it's not fun. So them limiting that kind of does some good things. They're also implementing a new update... That if you leave during the coin toss, it will count as a loss for the person who disconnected. Honestly, smart move because there are fucking things that bots that do that as well. So they're kind of limiting things. People are suspecting maybe this was like the start of like a bigger ban list that's going to come a little later. They just want to test the waters. But that's all here. That's all hearsay. Who knows? Uh, in Magic the Gathering news, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate, that comes out in June. That's the next a crossover with D&D that Magic is putting out. And Streets of New Capenna, the What If the Demons Were Mafia Families, that set is out now everywhere. And lastly for the Week in Review, we got some board game news. Critical Role, they've done a charity live stream with Stephen Colbert, the second one they've done with him for Red Nose Day which is a fundraising campaign dedicated to ending child poverty and ensuring a healthy future for all children. Uh, at the last I checked, they have raised 181000 of their $200,000 goal. Uh, so they're most likely going to hit that, knowing yes. Critical Role and uh, the fans that they have. So that's awesome. And that's the week in review. Any thoughts on any of that before we continue, dude? I got nothing. <laughs> uh, in that case, then it's time for us to move on to our second topic, uh, or second topic, to our second segment of the show. These are the games 
that are coming out next week that should be on your radar from May 2nd to May 6th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And kicking it off, we have no games coming out on the Monday, but on the Tuesday, Dungeon Defenders Awakened comes to the PS4. Wildcat Gun Machine comes to the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. On Thursday, Trek to Yomi comes out on everything but the Switch. Best Month Ever comes out on everything. Warhammer 40k, Chaos Gate, Daemon Hunters comes to the PC. And Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit comes to the PC as well. Not a lot coming out. The big title. Uh, there is a big title in this, believe it or not, though. Trek to Yomi is the big one. Um, I believe it's an indie game. Um, it's got this black and white samurai setting. I think it's supposed like it got like a really good cast as well for like if you know like a lot of Japanese voice actors. It's supposed to be I think a really good cast that they have on it. As the trailer is like, and here's our cast. So they wouldn't show a cast like that in like a game that uses Japanese dialogue if it's not like a good cast. I'm assuming. Uh, but the game definitely looks interesting. It's definitely going to have a lot of cool story elements to it and. Uh, a lot of people are... This is the one that... If, if you're looking for a game to play this week, Trek to Yomi is definitely that game. Um, and with that, it's time for us to now move on to our main focus, our main talk. This is what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And uh, why don't you hit us off with our first topic there, dude? Okay, so... Uh, I've been noticing lately there is some major crossover in what I love the most, professional wrestling, with video games. Uh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's not just a crossover of, hey, they made a WWE video game. No. It's, because they, it's they, like, they do that already. Yeah, but no, yeah, we're actually like, like talking about some serious, like, like, you give me an example. Okay, like, pretty much starting out, like, where it first started, I think. Uh, is back in like two or not two thousand? No, nineteen ninety six to be exact. Uh, way back, out of yeah. a warp pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, World Championship Wrestling (WCW) uh, had a storyline called the Blood Co- uh, Blood Runs Cold storyline, okay. which involved uh, a wrestler by the name of Glacier. It was a direct ripoff of uh, Sub Zero. Oh, yeah, did he have like yeah. the basket everything? Yeah, he did like the full <laughs> entrance. Like he did um, like the whole like martial arts kind of thing as well. Oh, wow. And then they had like characters that he would go against. Uh, one was Mortis, which was a direct ripoff of like rep- Reptile. Oh. <laughs> and, and then and he the. the with uh, Mortis, he hit, there was Wrath, which was basically Shao Kahn. Oh, wow, wow. So basically, they were like, hey, what if we we made a, this like little special series that was just fucking Mortal Kombat? Yeah, not. pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, yeah, that is probably like the first like major video game crossover in wrestling. But it's since it's since blown up. <laughs> When did it become like more, I guess, common? Because that's not like like that happening in '96. That's like we can do this like a one-off. It's a cool thing. Some people will get it. Some people won't. But it's gonna be cool. Yeah. How, when did it become a lot more like prevalent? Like, all right, this week we're Mario. Next week we're Yoshi. I uh, I would think uh, the uh, like 2000s is when uh, the rise of the indie wrestling scene okay. happened and you start to see like more on the nose kind of stuff like there was a tag team called the super smash brothers with uh <laughs> with uh play, player uno and player does now known oh, as eva uno and Stu grayson uh that's, that's good <laughs> where, like, player uno literally had a nintendo controller on his tights my god what what and which one like like a classic like NES where we what type of controller like the you? NES controller oh my yeah yeah God, that's fucking I, I would hilarious. hate I would hate to get hit by that in the middle of the fight 
Well, no, it was not an actual controller. It was just a design. Oh, okay, like... okay, okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here sitting, I'm here sitting thinking, oh god, he's just coming out his with like a fucking NES controller on his pants. He's just like, no, he either could like just fucking check you with it. He's like, ow, <laughs> or he just whips it off and just starts beating you with it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, but that would be dangerous. It would, it would be, yes, but it'd be funny as fuck. But it was always funny because. Um, if someone like would touch like the start button on the on his tights there, he would like pause in the middle of the match, like <laughs> freeze in place. It's hilarious. Okay, now that's that's I like that's fun. Now that's great. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah, Holy shit. yeah. There's there's uh, still videos on YouTube of it. Just search up Chikara uh, Player Uno. You'll find it like right away. <laughs> wow, that's. That's really good. What are some? Uh, I I would call that like one of the best uses of that. What yeah. are some other like really good ones that have come out of this? Uh, Kofi Kingston is actually a direct ripoff of uh, Eddie Gardo from uh, Tekken. Oh, okay. More more recent, but pretty pretty much uh, Naito's uh, whole presentation in New Japan is just Persona. <laughs> Persona wrestling, yo. Yeah. Like, okay. Legit, like all. All his imagery, ever like right down to his like costume, it's all persona based. Nice. Does he have like somebody who just like comes out randomly as well to just like, fight people? No, but that'd oh, be cool. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. That would be cool. Like that would that would amplify that like ten times ten yeah, yeah. Or it's like he goes into like tag matches. And it's just him and like the two of them start. You know, the two of them get the upper hand, but he's like, then he summons his persona and then just comes back. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be uh, a what? cool uh, storyline or fight. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite new wrestlers, they just started this year, actually, or six months ago, uh, Kid Bandit. Pretty much their whole whole presentation is video game and anime, pre- like, um, yeah, presentation. Just, just everything gaming related. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What exactly? Like, what? What's some? What's some of the imagery? If I could get like a good, basically all their moves are based off of some kind of video oh, game and, and okay, the uh, some kind of reference and that the, the way they present themselves. He'll jump uh, on the, you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, just just uh, they're fun to watch. Absolutely fun to watch. Okay, that's that's really cool. What else? With the good, there's always the bad. Have there been some like bad ones that are just like, oh, this is like too ridiculous, or like it's just doesn't yeah. work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when they take moves or like things from video games and apply it into matches, and it really di- like takes away your disbelief of the or you know your suspension of belief from the match, like uh, people hitting Hadoukens in matches. Where they essentially they present it as like a push, but it's, it just really bothers me if that's what they're trying to, you know. I think it'd be funnier to use the Hydukin where they just, I don't know, pull something out of their pocket and just like, like a piece of Threw paper. It at yeah, just throw yeah. it at someone. That would be better yeah. than just that you're up close and just like, ha! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it just when they emulate moves from video games and it just really takes you out of the match, it is not great in my opinion. Yeah, that yeah, fucking so, I fucking the get I imagine them doing the Scorpion get over here. Oh my god, no. You can't even do that without like having a chain. Yeah. Uh, like imagine it's like get over here. No. <laughs> no, 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 it's not going to work like that, buddy. I've seen guys try to pull off the Zangief uh, spinning power bomb and it looks horrible. Yeah. All they're doing is, huh? I mean, that's, it's a visual gag of me trying to spin in my chair with my arms to the side. <laughs> it's not very it's... good. I can't even do it with that, like how limited I am with my fucking yeah. cords and whatnot. That, that's kind of ridiculous. Kind of. That's definitely a, like, but is it like, is it like anybody trying these or is it mostly like the people who have these themes doing those or who's mostly like trying to do those? Uh, uh I'm going to equate it back to one person. Oh, who? <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega. He does uh, a lot of that. Yeah. 
but his whole whole thing is say he's a video game nerd. So okay, you know what? He's he's out there trying at least. Yeah, and he's if toned it down quite a bit, but you know, like he was doing all that kind of stuff like on the indies where he was trying to find his his niche, if you will. Yeah, but. They, like since he stopped doing that kind of stuff, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world today. So, um, are there any crossovers that you'd like to see with these, like any video, any video game oriented characters that you would like to see come into like the WWE oh, or the or, okay, or just like whatever the whatever any league really? Well, not so much in a real world kind of setting, but I would love to see um. The relationship between WWE and Never uh, Never Round Studio grow a little more. Oh, because uh, they did release like a mobile game that was like Mortal Kombat style, but I would love to see more crossover with the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, universe with WWE wrestlers. That would definitely be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I would like to see them maybe do this whole like. I don't know, video, like, sort of like that thing that in 96, just a whole league that's, like, just video game oriented, like, video game themed. Yeah, like, absolutely, and it could be done because um, I think it's either AAA out of Mexico or CMLL. I'm probably tossing names that you don't know, but... Um, I'm just here not smiling and shaking and nodding <laughs> my head. They, they, uh, they have uh, a group of wrestlers uh, based off of Marvel properties. Wait, really? Yeah, like um, I am. I got, the, I'm not Iron Man. I'm Man of Iron. <laughs> pretty much, like the guy. I'm not Captain uh, America. I'm. If, if they're out of Mexico, I'm Captain Mexico. <laughs> but yeah, they they do have a licensed uh, crossover. Oh, they Marvel. actually license. Oh, they probably they, they're licensed. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Where okay, they actually, so they like, actually... produced, like, pop figurines with them as well, so... Wow, oh, wow, that's... Wow, okay. Lord, I, I, see, that's what, like, when I have you on, it's like, I just learned so much about the world of wrestling that I, like, yeah. had no <laughs> clue about. Because it's cool stuff. I'm just, like, you know, not one of those people who's, like, fully into it. It's just, like, cool to hear about, though. Yeah, absolutely. I love my wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I I want to see somebody team up with Nintendo. I want to see. I feel like it would make sense if like a Japanese league was to like team up with Nintendo. You just see Mar a buff Mario come out. No, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> You're gonna fight buff Yoshi. That'd be something like uh, DDT Pro could do because they're they're comedy based. So that would be, that, yeah, be funny. It would be yeah. funny to watch and entertain. That, I would go see that. As ridiculous as it is, I would go see that just for the sheer fact of I want to know what Mario stunt fighting a Yoshi would look like. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Which is, um, do you think, uh, I think you kind of answered this a bit, but like, are there any of these like properties that get overused a lot? What's like the more, what are like the, the ones that are like the dead horse beaten and which and which ones are like not mm, i'm trying to think if there is one that's like that only thing i can think of and it goes back to kenny omega he beats the uh street fighter yeah uh, crossover to death but it makes sense because that's his game that's the game he loves the most so um other than that i can't think of any other like overused game crossover no, that's not bad. Yeah, I I think that's good that it's not entirely overused, though. Yeah. It's all it's nice that it's just like ah normal. It's like the normalcy, and then you just see buff Yoshi. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. I'm just obsessed with this idea of a buff Yoshi now. <laughs> it's just That'd be hilarious. I, I don't know. The cost the costume is just they they have a Yoshi hat that's Yoshi's head. They have some green tight shorts or whatever <laughs> uh they've got giant di- they got giant dinosaur feet oh my god and, and you maybe have and, and they're just shirtless buff ripped. yeah the, they're probably the closest thing we maybe have painted had. green <laughs> oh my god I'm, yes maybe the closest thing that we've had to that is a, a character in chikara by the name of dragon dragon 
Dragon Dragon? Yeah. Uh, what? Was it was literally a wrestler dressed up in a dragon costume. That is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I just want Buffy Yoshi Man. Oh, I'm just sitting here begging to the wrestling gods so I don't talk too much. I'm just like, yo, Buffy Yoshi, when? Please. <laughs> I will uh, well, pay good money for Buffy Yoshi. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. If I had the money to uh, set up my own wrestling organization... We'll have a a buff Yoshi. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so once we get like uh, 50,000 subs on Twitch uh, and start making good streamer money, we'll we'll invest in making our own. We can make a Twitch league. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And we'll fucking, I don't know. We'll get like, trying to think who like some, I don't know. uh, I think the Austin show is pretty like. Must I think he could pull off Buff Yoshi? Oh, he probably could. Yeah, absolutely. I get old buddy Austin Creed. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would do it too. He would do it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any leagues? I know you've been naming a couple, but like, what league has done like the the absolute most for like these? Oh yeah, oh uh, just New Japan and All Elite Wrestling have done like probably the most actually uh all elite has hosted a wrestling event at ces one time if uh you know that you know ces right that was like the that was like the major street fighter uh, oh 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 okay yeah 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 yeah. they well that's 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 funny that's actually that's really cool actually um, imagine going to an esports event and there's just live wrestling going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, sir, this is esports, not real sports. <laughs> I, I I want the ver- I, I I feel unsafe. I'm watching a real sporting event. There are some there are some there's, buff fanboys there watching this event, and there's just there's all of us gaming in the back. Too much masculine uh, toxicity going on in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um is there anything else you kind of want to add on this uh that's pretty much it just you know it's fun watching how uh these crossovers are integrated just without you know overthinking it if you know what i mean yeah like like and it just blends into the culture so much you know the wrestling culture they definitely do there's definitely there's definitely it kind of appeals to that it's, I feel like those league, those the people who do those are like a good way for people who are like not into wrestling but into gaming. A good way to kind of expose them to that scene. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So that's blend them really right cool. in. Yeah. Uh, okay. With that, we'll move on to our second topic of the day, which is uh, the WWE and just again wrestling leagues and Twitch as oh, a yeah. whole. Because a lot of them stream here on the platform too. I I know maybe like one or two, but I don't remember who because I think I've seen them in like, you know, Twitch compilations on YouTube. But who, how many do you know that stream here on Twitch? Uh, quite a few actually. Um, I just kind of put the uh, listed the ones I watch regularly, just because there's so many, a lot more than I actually knew were streaming. But I, I tend to watch uh, AJ Styles when he gets back to it. I don't know if he will anytime soon. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods, or as most people know him as Austin Creed. Uh, Adam Cole, or as he's known on Twitch, is the Chugs. The Chugs. Uh, <laughs> the Chugs, yes. Good dude, too. Uh, Andrew Everett and Rosemary, Cole Cabana, Effie, Evil Uno, and Gentleman Jarvis. He's not doing it too much anymore. He's been in trouble for a little bit, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the people that I've been watching. Wow! And how, when you were looking at like how many are like actually how many others there are, how like how many people in a, a rough estimate number, like how many like wrestlers stream on Twitch? I uh, I'm gonna say about uh, the number I searched up was like about 50 people. Wow, that's a lot more than I would have thought. Yeah, and that's just like that's not just WWE, either. that's AEW. Yeah, that's, that's like uh, the, the indies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of nuts. Well, so, a question about these: uh, Do they, when they stream, do they stay in their characters that they are in? The rest for of the, the most, 
part. Yeah, there's um obviously Jarvis and uh, Evil Uno. They stay masked up in their streams because they're masked wrestlers. So okay, yeah. that's that's one thing they you know they is constant. There's other guys that just kind of live their gimmicks like Cole Cabana and Effie. That they're just those characters like all the time. That that is their real life persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, like Cole Cabana is a complete comedian. Nice guy too. Uh, I mean, Effie is. I'm gonna use this as a term, but he's super gay, and that's who he is, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Good for him. Good, good yeah. for them. Uh, others are just themselves, you know, outside of gimmick, you know, and that's cool too, you know. I feel like it's definitely like for those, like that's why I kind of like. I feel like the ones who like are I mean aren't in their gimmick are the ones that I'm kind of lean towards me yeah. personally at least because you know it, it could be much like some of like some of their personas are like super played up on yeah, when they're yeah. in their in the events and whatnot so seeing like their actual other side kind of what they're actually like on Twitch is like kind of a nice like reality check of like oh yeah this is why I like them even more like yeah it's always good to get to know those people like without them being always on if you know what i mean like, yeah it must be like exhaust I, now again i'm just only assuming because i i've never lived like a life like that i'm whatever i stream i don't put on any persona i maybe like a little more i try to get a little more energetic when yeah, i stream yeah. because you know you kind of have to be to stream you gotta i wish be i could more. i wish there was people in my chat so i can <laughs> the struggles of small streamers <laughs> like us yeah yeah but uh but yeah, no, it, it's gotta be exhausting. And once, like, if they can be in front of the fans still and be outside of the gimmick, I'm sure that's like so much weight off their shoulders. Sometimes, yeah, I bet, I definitely bet. What type of content do they do? Like, do they play video games? Do they do any unique things on Twitch? Uh, vast majority of them play video games. Uh, like now, do, they, now do they play WWE or any, any of those other? Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna jump on that. Um, majority of them kind of stay away from the wrestling games. But uh, Andrew Everett and Rosemary, they do a weekly like wrestling show from Fire Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay. Like they book their own shows. Um, oh yeah, the, I actually like doing like yeah, proper shows on Twitch. Yeah. I forgot yeah. that people do that on Twitch, honestly. It's so... I mean, then again, this is, like, one of those shows now. Like, I'm starting to do that. I'm trying to, like, do it weekly where yeah, we do yeah. it like this. But, like, it's still, it's still like, weird in a sense for me, even though I'm, like, doing it now. Uh, Like, I mean, Effie, he tends to stream on Monday nights where he just watches, like, classic wrestling matches. Oh, like, the good old, like, the stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. good old Dwayne The Rock, John The Rock. Just The Rock, not even Dwayne The Rock. Just, just the, like that old, like old and even older than that. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's always cool. Yeah. So it's it's a good it's a good like grab bag of content that you can find from them. Absolutely, and majority of them I I uh, I found obviously through wrestling, but at the same time through uh new legacy inc they are like the wrestling streamers that i watch so okay like they're not wrestlers themselves except for johnny he owns a wrestling company now so but they like pretty much everybody i watch is because of them so and so what are their now the big thing what are their chats like what's the community like around their streams uh for the most part they're really chill uh you know vibes in the chats obviously wrestling fans but uh sometimes they'll get like someone that's hounding them and they often get booted up by the regular people in the chat before before mods get to them so 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 it's pretty it's a pretty good community it's like they're pretty uh, nice tight uh tight knit communities yeah, I'm assuming pretty. I'm assuming pretty large as well, considering they're like public figures and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah. But there's like a lot of crossover. If you you'll often see like someone in the chat uh, on one stream, and they'll be in the next one as well, and the next one after that. It's so a, a lot, a lot like kind of how the Sonic community is, which I'm a part of. With well, the speed Sonic speedrunning community, where you kind of go. If you follow enough of the people, you'll see a lot of crossover. Like I'll see Don here and there. I'll see 
M. Maybe occasionally I'll see Joey. I'll see the I'll see people who've been on this stream, been on the podcast before. I'll see them around. I'll oh, see exactly. a lot of others who are like regulars and M's and like Savix or other places because there's just that crossover between the content that everybody kind of just flocks towards. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like you always see rep. You always see beefy. You always see. Uh, uh, I can. I don't know. <laughs> just those are just the two big names that I know of because I see them all the time. I mean, uh, and so many other people's streams as well. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's such a tight community, and it's a good community. And, yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything else you want to add on anything? Any re- any wrestling stuff? Any of the crossover stuff? Anything at all from the two topics? Uh, most I can say is, um, you know, stream like just Twitch or YouTube and all like any of those platforms are super useful for anyone that's just getting into wrestling because you can connect with your fans that way. And it shows that you're human. So it's such a good, good way to connect. Definitely. That was the showing your human part is definitely a good thing to have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Well, I think then this is the part where we move on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And with that, we always, of course, start with the community corner. So this is where the chat, because we're doing it live. If you're in the chat today, hey, that means you get to ask us some questions. Any questions you got about anything, any video games, anything we've talked about, uh, feel free to type it in uh get them in as you guys get them in we'll just kind of be getting them uh throughout the bonus level um so we'll move on to top five while you guys get your questions in um top five custom characters that you've made or have seen made in the wwe games because i know they have a very extensive character creator yeah so my first two here are actually uh creations of mine from uh, not a WWE game, but uh, from Fire Pro Wrestling. First one was named THC. Is a high flyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full, full name Thomas Hunter Cage. Uh, yeah, he had green hair. He was yeah. They can guess what his uh, whole gimmick was. Uh, second one is uh, a character I called. It's his tag team partner CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, he, that's good. That's Charlie that's Brian. Funny. Uh, Charlie Brian da- uh, Donovan, <laughs> and uh, together I think I, I can't remember why I called them, but it, something to do with uh, marijuana references. <laughs> nice. Uh, th- three is another. You could say a tag team, but I put them together just because. But uh, I always tend to download or try to recreate uh, the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> which makes sense because they, they're very involved with wrestling as well so oh wait aren't they are yeah yeah absolutely man. oh i did not they know that had, before they were rappers they were wrestlers oh well fun fact for you they well, that um, is a fun they, fact they don't their uh wrestling organization juggalo championship wrestling is not very prominent anymore but um they still run it for special shows so um yeah they they have appeared in WWE or WWF at the time ecw wcw tna and they're trying to get uh in with all elite wrestling so wow they are very involved with wrestling wow i had no clue holy oh, yeah. shit that's cool that's i mean it's cool to know fun facts yeah uh number two is a good friend of mine. No, not really, but I know him kind of personally, but not really. But I make him every game I get. Uh, he is uh, known as the weirdo hero, Ravenous Randy Myers. Okay. He is current Defy wrestling champion right now. Or, you know, kind of on a hiatus, though, because of uh, the pandemic. But, but he's uh, he's he's from calgary actually oh so, calgary boy yeah he just uh he's a fun dude he, he does like a punk character so nice yeah and finally my uh number one uh custom character 
And it should be obvious. Orange man. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, I always make myself uh, a luchador style character. High flyer. Yeah. And I always put myself in a mask, so. Get that cust- get that juice box on there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One year I did put the juice box radio let's, logo let's, on. Let's my- go. <laughs> let's go. Um, for me specifically, it is going to be a quick list. Buff Yoshi, Buff Mario, Buff Peach, <laughs> Buff Goomba, and uh, Dwayne the Rock Hard Johnson. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you, you would fit in with the uh, the Deadlock crowd because that's a running joke of ours. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Hard Johnson? Uh, yeah, they make any kind of dick jokes off of his oh, name. That's, that's good. Oh, uh, <laughs> Uh, it's fun fact and uh, quick shout outs to him. There actually is a Twitch user out there who I've met uh, through Emerald's streams named Dwayne the Rockhard Johnson. Yeah, he's probably from our community, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Um, moving on to this week in gaming history. Uh, this is what happened in the past from May 2nd to May 8th. We're in May. That's so nuts. We're in May now. It's crazy. Anyway, May 2nd, 1995. 3DO demonstrates M2 3D technology for the interactive multiplayer video game system. That's a lot of tech jargon that even I don't get. (laughs) Uh, Tuesday, May 3rd, 1983. Mattel files a lawsuit against Atari, accusing it of luring away three employees who then helped develop game cartridges compatible with Mattel's Intellivision game system. I didn't even know Mattel made that. Yeah, neither did I. I knew the Intellivision. I know that it's like also like, I believe like one of the companies that was a part of it is making a new one or made a new one that was like a plug and play console. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, May 4th, 2011, Udon Entertainment releases the first chapter of the three volume manga, Mega Man Gigamix, Gigamix. In North America. May 5th, 2004, Activision releases Shrek 2 uh, for the GameCube, Game Boy Advance, PlayStation 2, and Xbox in North America. Great game, by the way. I have the GameCube copy. Great game. Up to four player co op. You can play as Shrek, Donkey, Fiona, Puss in Boots, the Gingerbread Man, Red Riding Hood <laughs> for some reason, the Big Bad Wolf. I think the Three Pigs are a character. It's uh, kind of nutty. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a fun time, though. May 6, 2003, Konami releases Castlevania Aria of Sorrow for the Game Boy Advance in North America. The price was 30 bucks. Good old $30 video games on release. Man, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Capitalism yeah. happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> May 7, 1967. Ralph Bayer first tests his circuit for a simple block chase game on a standard television set. So I think that was like Snake? Probably, yeah. Uh, and Sunday, May 8th, 1990, Louis Galoob Toys introduces the Game Genie. Oh, yeah. The cartridge <laughs> for the NES. The Game Genie allows players of the NES games to make them easier to play. Which speaking speaking of game genies and just like kind of game hacking, I was actually I don't know I was uh, watching a couple of videos on like the oh what is it the homebrew channel for Wii's and like getting the homebrew stuff on Wii's and like all that stuff because because like it's like the, the only way to get access to like Project M and whatnot. Man, I really want like my brother has our Wii and I kind of want to get that on there so we can like mess around in like Project M one day. Um. The achievement of the week is in Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's called Nice Work, Bruh. <laughs> it's uh, to stun 25 players with the Bruja Vandal Earthshock ability. And the game of the week is Trek to Yomi. Brandon, DJ Orange Man, thank you for coming on the podcast this week. Not a problem. I I have a good time doing it every time. Dude, I love I, it too. I... They're shorter episodes when we get you on, but you know what? They're always a blast. They're always nice and jam packed. I'm a quick hitter. What can I say? <laughs> Where can we find you? Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash DJ Orange Man. TikTok at DJ Orange Man. 
Instagram at DJ Orangeman and Twitch, twitch.tv slash DJ Orangeman. And of course, hey, you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter. Uh, and Tony's Game Lounge essentially everywhere else else Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I can st- I can start saying YouTube now because you can watch these either in the highlight form on Twitch or in our official Discord, which you can join the Discord if you're watching this live by using exclamation point Discord uh, in the Twitch channel. Or, of course, uh, yeah, that's how you join the Discord. Uh, but yeah, Tony's Game Lounge, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, everywhere else. Uh, and YouTube, because uh, also, these episodes will also be out on YouTube on Mondays as well, uh, basically when the edited version on Spotify, Apple, Google comes out. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast uh, everywhere you go if you want more of these. Uh, that way you're in the know of when they come out. And once again, DJ Orange Man, thank you so much for coming on today. Not a problem. Thank you so much. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week uh hopefully live again actually um or i get pushed to the limit because i have even less time to edit next week because i have a huge thing that i forgot about happening over the weekend uh which is some family stuff i'm not gonna go into a whole lot of the details but i do have some things coming up but hopefully i will still get an episode out to you on time otherwise it'll just be like a day late but uh on time next week uh We will see you guys next week back here in the Game Lounge. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.